0: That's what it's all about. Church, amen this
1: morning.
0: It's good. It's good. One of the things that, you know, it's football season, so you know you're going to hear a whole lot of messages to deal with sports now. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm into sports and recovery. You see, and, and uh, we all can relate to those things and we can use them as parables to help us to understand life's issues. You can look at a sport and see your life. That's right. you, you can, sometimes you can look at that and, and see where you would be, whether you'd be on the bench, whether you'd be a starter, uh, or whether you'd be on special teams or whether you be a manager, or whether you be a trainer, or whether you'd be a coach, all of that stuff I look at, and, and it helps me to understand my position in life. And one thing about athletes, if they are prepared, they can handle what's thrown at them, if they're prepared. Now, you've never heard of an athlete that was prepared worrying about the game or the sport because they're prepared. It's when you question your training and your conditioning is when you're in trouble. You're gonna worry, all right? So, so if, if we were playing on a team, what we would do is uh, Christ Temple North because we wouldn't worry, we may be a little concerned uh, but they're two different things. There's difference being concerned about something and worrying about something. Are you with me? Because if you are concerned about something, you would just investigate and make sure that you have prepared yourself for that. Does that make sense? That's a different thing. Now, here's what I'm saying. If you, I'm concerned about the game, and I'm concerned about the situation, I'm concerned about the circumstance, and I'm going to investigate it. I'm not going to worry about it because worrying takes too much energy. And if you worry too much, it will fatigue you because it takes so much energy out of your life, okay, that you can't really function like you're supposed to function. Does that make sense? You see, there are two people that could have the same sickness. One is worrying about their sickness. That person is going to stay sick longer. But the one that's not worried but is a little concerned, they're going to investigate it and do some of the things that they can help themselves to heal. Does that make sense? So the difference is I'm not worried about life and what life might throw at me. I'm concerned about it. And concern is...
1: Concern is a matter that engages a person's attention.
0: Now, it's got my attention, you know, that that it's got my attention, you know. Well, that's why I took that chemo not too long because it got my attention, right? All right, but I wasn't worried about it, but it got my attention now, right?
1: Interest mm-hmm. or care, right? Or that affects a person's welfare or happiness. So, I was
0: concerned about my welfare and my happiness, not worried about it. And being concerned about it, what I done was, right, investigated in that, and investigating that, I took a trial of chemo. That's what that whole thing was about. No tumor. No sickness, but this trial, investigating this trial, would help prolong the, uh, uh, my lifespan. Do y'all understand where I'm coming from? All right, so, so what i done was I was concerned, and, 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 and I skipped over worrying, because worrying is...
1: A state of anxiety or uncertainty. <laughs>
0: See, the last thing that you want to do if you're fighting something is to have anxiety. Is that right? It doesn't have to be in a sickness. It can be in anything. Anxiety gets in and it confuses you. Does that make sense? Right? You can't think clear when you got anxiety sitting in there. Right? right. All right. So I don't want to do that worrying because that anxiety and also anxiety can cause heart problems. Anxiety can cause stress and depression. Right? So I'm not going to worry about it. Remember now, I'm not worrying. I was just concerned. Keep going, please.
1: Again, a state of anxiety or uncertainty over actual events mm-hmm. or potential problems. See, so, so
0: you can get so caught up in something, worrying about something that's potential, it's not going to be there, but you wind up getting sick over something else, thinking about the thing that you thought you was going to be sick of. You know what I'm saying? All right.
1: Allowing one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles.
0: See, you can see why some people are, are thinking of difficulties and troubles. Why are you thinking of difficulties and troubles and worrying? You ain't doing nothing about it. Am I making sense to you? You see, it's come. We've got a lot of students in here today because everybody in there. You don't, if you won't worry about it, if you can pass the test, if you studied it. That's right. That's right. right. The person that's just worrying and, and not doing nothing, they're going to fail. But if you are a prepared person in a prepared place, right, you're not going to worry about it. Everybody, they, The others may be worrying that you go in and they say, are you worried? No, I ain't worried. Why? Because I'm prepared. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm prepared. I was, when I, was so con- I was concerned about it and being concerned about it, now I'm prepared. So I'm a prepared person in a prepared place. Brain the test on. There's the difference. That's how it works. Right. If the Bible's not going to help you in life lessons what we do, then we don't need it, right? right? All right. So, so, and, and so being concerned about it, I investigated. Did we do that? Nope. I, I investigated, all right?
1: Investigate is to carry out a systematic or formal inquiry.
0: So I, I, I went, and, one, I went, and looked at some things, inquired about some things. Are y'all with me? Inquired about some things. Do you understand? You, you when you invest your money, you ought to do that, right? Don't talk about how poor you are investing. invest the little that you have. You know, a good investment is tithes. Don't get nervous. I ain't gonna preach on tithes, right? That's what he said. God said if you pay your tithes, he'd bless you a hundredfold, right? That's a good investment. But some people are worrying so much that they don't have enough money if they pay to ten. See, so what they do is they miss in the blessing. All right? It was no I wasn't gonna uh, uh, worry about is this cancer thing gonna come back on me? You know, I investigated, so I done something about it. So I can be here long and harass you all. All right. all right?
1: Again, to carry out a systematic or formal inquiry, to discover and examine the facts. See,
0: the, to, to, to get the facts? People who worry never get the facts. They never get the facts. You see, the doctor said, I got such and such. And they just fall apart. All right? People are worrying about things that they have no control over. You understand what I'm saying? You can't do that, people, and be a Christian. We're going, to get, we're going to talk about that, all right?
1: Again, to examine the facts of an incident or allegation as to establish the truth.
0: See, I'm looking for the truth. And the truth of the matter is most, let me, y'all love me? 90% of the things you're worried about, you don't need to be worried about. You need to take care of business Just take care of business, all right? Do you understand? All right. If I was had been using my money right when I was younger, instead of worried about having a good time, I'd be far better off today. All right. You can't go to a buffet and be worrying about your diet. have enough food on your plate. Well. You need to investigate what you need to eat. That's right. Are you with me? Okay. All right.
1: And pastor, investigate is also to make inquiries as to the character, activities, or background of circumstances or situations.
0: It's very simple. What you're talking about. If you're taking a test, that's all you need to do. The answer's in the book, right? The answer's in, it's in there. And all, what you need to do is go in there and look. The answer, I can tell most of your health problems in here now. If you want to, remember, we was all trying to lose 5 to 10 pounds. That's right. Pastor done that, right? And I'm so, I've been going to the gym and I'm seeing different members in the gym. It's really exciting. And then pastors, we're going to walk for, walk four days a week will extend your life and help you up to eight to ten years. That's right. I just walk around a block. And if you got a couple, uh, you need to talk to each other. You can walk and just use this as a fellowship, right? That's right? This will help you. This is a fact. This ain't me saying it. This is a fact. All right? We all know that we don't worry about how much sugar's in the cake. Look at the label. That's right. It's on there right? I'm talking about everything. If you got your money, you know what percent you can put and how much you're going to get back on your investment. Don't worry about how much you... Investigate it. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me. If you are are single and you want to get married, investigate what it takes to live in a marriage. Do You understand? Some of them are laughing because they didn't Investigate. And they laughing because they're saying, amen, Pastor. Because if I'd investigate it, I'd have a little bit more money in my pocket. Right, gentlemen? Amen. Come on. Amen. Let's go to the next thing. Amen.
1: The pastor that takes self-discipline. All right, and, and,
0: and here's what we talk about. Self-discipline is one of the key things to life. The, the, see, see, now I'm not one of these preachers going to tell you how much God is going to do. I'm one of these pastors going to tell you how much you're supposed to be doing. Because you ain't got to question how much he's supposed to be doing. Because he's going to do his. But you got to do yours. That's right. Do you understand? Now, I, I don't mind people saying that. That God's going to. You know, I, sometimes I'll listen and, and they'll be preaching about God's going to open the door. God's going to bless you. And then you better go on the internet, go to the library, and put some applications in to get you a job. <laughs> huh? He ain't coming knocking on your, it ain't happening, knocking on your door. Some of it is our responsibility, right? And we need to take responsibility. And one of the master teachers that talked about one of the things of responsibility, in, in, in everything it takes responsibility. It takes self-discipline. You got to train and, and, and correct in, in yourself in some certain things. Does that make sense? And one of the things that I like, I'm going to One of the things that I like about recovery and I talk about recovery all the time because I use the recovery commentary to help me to understand scripture to make it real in my life. And the commentary, this commentary of the scriptures says,
1: it says that from his commentary, the process of recovery is a lot like training for a title bout in boxing or preparing for a marathon. It's, it's like
0: training for something. Let me tell you something. Anybody that's played sports understands that the games are easy. Yeah. It's the training that's hard. That's right. It, it's right. Do you all know that, and it says boxing there, that a boxer goes through a whole lot of rounds before they get into the initial fight? That's right. And they be hitting them because the reason you have to take the hits and train the hit is because your body has to be conditioned to take the hits. That's right. Does, does that understand? Does anybody understand what I'm talking about at all in here? Right. And so uh, we're using it, and pretty soon we're going to see how Paul uses this, and, and Christ uses this. So sometimes I must go into training like a marathon runner. The life ain't no sprint. You want to hear a joke? And either is married. Say, hey, Amen. you ought to marry. Ought to right, right, so you got to train yourself. This is a marathon. You know, wouldn't it be nice if it would be over in 10, less than 10 seconds? No, 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 no. This is a marathon. Life is a marathon, and you have to train. Do you see? They run twenty-six miles and such and such. All right, they run hundreds of miles before they run the marathon. All right. So right. You, we, we got. that's why we go to church and Sunday school and Bible study, and that's why we do devotion, right? And, and, and that's why we study and pray is because we are training for this marathon or we're training for this fight. And if you don't believe you're going to be in a fight because you're a Christian, somebody has told you a lie. There's always going to be some kind of condition that you're going to have to deal with in, with life. Right. I, I love it when I see these young people in here because, you know, I was young once, and you know you, you know everything when you're young, right? and then something hits you in the face and you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't grown up so fast. Pastor told me it wasn't much up here, but, it, but you see, well, I'm trying to train you and condition you so that when you get there and the hits in life comes, you can make a stand. That's right. All right, those people in Houston, they didn't know, they knew there was gonna be a little hurricane, they thought it was gonna be a hurricane. They had no idea that someone would go to sleep, wake up and, live, and have to wade through their house. It's the, the biggest and the worst they've had ever in the history, right? Right? It's the worst one they've ever had in history. Right. How do you train for something that's never been here before? Well. Huh? You, you, you can quarterback Monday night, Monday quarterback, but who does train for something they don't know what they're training for? That's right. Snuck up on them. All right? And that's nobody's fault. You know what that's called, people? Life. All right? Let's go, please.
1: These activities require a great deal of endurance and strict self-discipline for those who want to win. And
0: it 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 takes strict self-discipline for those who want to win. Now, it takes a whole lot of strict self-discipline to be a Christian.
1: That's right.
0: Salvation is free, but to live the life is hard. That's right. Well, for me, I don't know about y'all, but to live the life is hard because there's you have to have some discipline, and to have some discipline. You gotta let some things go and, and, and you got to hurt a little bit. Right. Because I don't know if anybody only people say amen what I'm talking about. Because some of the things that were sin in my life, it hurt me to let it go.
1: Amen, Pastor.
0: And it took discipline to let it go. Because right. it went kicking and screaming. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Again, self-discipline is training that corrects molds. Or perfects the mental faculties or moral character.
0: That's called the gospel. He's gonna read that again. That's what the Bible does. The Bible helps us and trains us to have moral character and spirit and self-discipline. Well, you know, here's the thing of it. Let's just have a little fun. Have you ever had something dirty and washed it? and Got it clean? But guess what if you're not careful it'll get dirty again mm-hmm. well when i took gave my life to jesus christ the person lord and savior come on here somebody know what i'm talking about and he washed away all my sins and i put on that different robe mm-hmm. it took a whole lot of discipline to keep it clean
1: That's right.
0: wow. do you understand what i'm saying you know, see so it's like jesus said now here's your new garment keep it clean I forgive you everything you ever done. Don't do it again. Didn't he tell that woman, where are your accusers? She said, None, Lord. He says, Go, but don't sin no more.
1: That's right.
0: It takes discipline. Come on here with me. I'm gonna come over and talk to y'all. I don't want to teach you, so you'll be suing me. <laughs> it takes discipline to not go back.
1: That's right.
0: It takes discipline. And that ain't on him, that's on us. All right.
1: The commentary goes on to say that no one ever said recovery would be easy.
0: No, nobody's ever said recovery would be easy. We all live in recovery. I tell y'all that all the time. You can't be a, a Christian and not be recovering from something right. because a Christian was a sinner, huh? At one time. They're saved now. So, uh, and, it, and I tell you, once you get saved, it doesn't stop bothering you. Your past will always call you back. That's right. Satan ain't going to let you go, he loves you. Uh, he, right. yeah, I keep telling you, all three people, your mama, God, and then the devil, they ain't going to give up on you. That's right. You see? It's because Satan wants to know how much discipline you really have. Mm-hmm. He wants to know, are you really disciplined? And that takes training. That takes some hard training. See, I, I, I admire the, these young men and women in church that you all are bringing these youngsters in. Cause the the less y'all, all you young people, look at me. If anybody sleeps, smack them upside the head. Look look at me, do the old school. Well, that's why right. you remember that. Wake your butt. <laughs> right right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you get it now, you'll need less discipline of training later. That's just a fact. Do you understand? I want. If you get it now, you have less scrubbing to do later. That's right, baby. That's right. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Again, no one ever said recovery would be easy, and Paul makes it clear that growing in our relationship with God can be tough.
0: It can be tough. Brother Trevor, it can be tough. You know, I don't know how you all do it now with these cell phones, what do call them, smartphones and TVs and all of this, Internet and Tweet and all of that stuff. It's tough. It can be a difficult thing. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: That's right. All right. If we want to succeed in recovery and grow spiritually, we need to focus on those goals.
0: We got to focus on those goals. Did you come here to hear the truth? Every one of us has some goals spiritually that we need to set and focus on.
1: That's right.
0: And then you self-discipline. And the Holy Spirit will partnership with you, and you'll be okay. All right.
1: So what pastor's saying is we need to give up the destructive activities that will slow us down and train rigorously.
0: You we have to give up. Uh, An athlete has to give up. Let me tell you, the real athletes, the real athletes have to give up a whole lot to be a champion. They have to change their very life to be a champion. I mean, everything that they focus is about whatever they're doing it's the same thing with a Christian.
1: That's right.
0: It's the same thing with a Christian. You have to give up some stuff. But it's worth it when you, when you get there. It's worth it when you get there. Oh, yes it is. All right?
1: If we recognize that things won't be easy at the outset of our program and persevere toward our eternal prize, we will experience God's power and the freedom of recovery.
0: I want to feel God's power in the freedom of my salvation through Christ. It feels so good sometimes to know that you're so much better than you were. Yes, it feels so, you know, sometimes, uh, a lot of time, people who have parents that go to their games and do things with them, sometimes they'll, they'll look up and not look up. Do you know what that means, right? they like this. They want to see if their parent is smiling. They want that parent to be proud of them. Sometimes I feel so good, I just want to know if God's proud of me. You ever feel that way? Well. That you just feel good. I do a thing every night before I go to bed. I have this big chair, and you know, I push that button that goes on back, and the feet come up. It's my meditating chair. And I put soft Christian music on with no words, and I listen to that. And sometimes I just feel good about feeling good because I got it right today.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. And some other days, it becomes my moaning bench. Well. <laughs> you know what that means? Well. Yeah, they got to go to the prayer. God, I didn't do it right today. Do you know I was talking to Brother Eric? Uh, uh, we're talking about sports back there. And do you know, I was an incredible football player, an incredible athlete. There's only one thing that I can really remember to this day. I can remember, just just made me, I fumbled a punt. I was a senior and fumbled a punt. I've been knowing, don't ever let the ball get into your pads. You catch it with your hands. You know, you learn that here. Coach didn't even say anything to me. He didn't have to say anything to me still in my head. I can't even tell you what side I was on and what was coming out. I knew better. I done done all that training. You know how many punch you catch as a punt returner in four years? Hundreds of them. Kick off what are you doing? You got smart. You got cute. Left your discipline. Jet to jet. Fumbled, And the worst thing to do is for your coach not to look at you because now you got to suffer for yourself. It's the same way here. That's right. We trained and we disciplined in this church to do some things. Oh, we're going to have some falls. We'll, we'll, some punts are going to. We're going to drop some, but we ought to hurt. You ought to hurt. You ought to hurt inside when you fail because you have more discipline than that. You see what I'm saying? You see, sometimes uh, the parents used to say, this is going to hurt me more than it's hurt you. Sometimes you used to say, God, no, this ain't going to (laughs) hurt. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you because I know better. I was disciplined. I've been disciplined for years to catch the punt. This is what I've been doing. I've been training for this. I've been dissing for this. And I know better. And it hurts. That'll make you get it right. You feel that pain, it'll make you want to do it right. You go back into recovery. And you say, this time when I come out, I'm going to use my hands. And I'm going to do it the right way. Anybody understanding me? All right, where am I at now?
1: The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from the message, starting with verse
0: 24. Now, see, 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 what, 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 what what I wanted to do is, am I I at uh, Matthew 7? Yeah, let's go to Matthew 7. What I want you all to do is listen to me. Jesus has told us that some storms are going to come in our life but we're supposed to have the mind of Christ now I want to tell you something do you love me you ain't gonna quit the church right right. some of you ain't gonna make it and it's your own fault it ain't got nothing to do with this teaching It ain't got nothing to do with God some folks in there ain't gonna make it and this is why go ahead
1: Again, Matthew 7, chapter 24, excuse me, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, and it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock.
0: Now, there's going to be some people going to make it because they're going to take these very words and they're going to be like a wise man or wise woman, and they're going to build from it. They're going to build from something solid, okay? Okay.
1: When the rains come down, the streams rise, and the winds blow and beat against that house, it won't fall. It won't fall
0: because it's conditioned to stand no matter what comes up against it. You see? Do you understand? Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? You want to make it a little clear? We want to be like Money Mayweather. We ain't losing, and we're going to live in abundance. We just ain't going to live like his moral lifestyle. That's right. But y'all get what I'm talking about. He ain't lost, has he ever lost a fight? Right? He got a lot of money? Right. As a Christian, we ain't got no business losing no fights. That's right. And we ought to be living in abundance. That's, That's right. gospel, people. That's, right. That's gospel, people. We're not supposed to lose. We're supposed to win. It's the scripture. You see? Say it. With the stuff I use,
1: but the stuff i use i can't lose i can't lose it's called the gospel that's
0: right all right all right give god a hand clap all right
1: the scripture says that it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock
0: you see if your foundation's spiritual discipline spiritual discipline if it's built on something solid you can handle it
1: that's right
0: no matter how now i didn't say you wouldn't grieve I, I, just, I didn't say you wouldn't grieve. I didn't say you wouldn't cry. And I didn't say you wouldn't hurt. I just said you wouldn't fall apart. There's two different things. You see, God wants us to, hey, we, wanna, we lose loved ones and friends and family. Yeah, we're going to grieve, right? Because that's a normal thing. And that's a good thing. Grieving is a good thing. But we ain't going to fall apart. That's the only difference between us and them. Our life, we go through things in our lives, right, people? But we're not going to fall apart. Because we're disciplined to take the hits. And we have built our life on a solid rock in Christ Jesus. You see? Does that make sense? All right.
1: But it says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice And that's
0: some folks.
1: Is like the foolish man who built his house on sand. And some
0: people will go to church and they'll get the message, but they'll still only get the prosperity part. You won't get the work part. And you build a house on sand, it can't stand. That's right. You understand rain. what I'm saying? And what came?
1: The rains came down.
0: And the rains came down. We know what the rain can do.
1: Streams rose.
0: Streams, and it'll happen to you in your life. I don't care who you are.
1: Winds blew. That,
0: that's just life.
1: And beat against that house. And
0: you're going to get some hits.
1: And it fell with a great crash.
0: You ain't got to fall apart. Jesus says, foolish people fall apart. I didn't say this. Don't get mad at me. He said, didn't he say foolish?
1: Matthew 7, he said. He foo- 26. Thank you.
0: He says, foolish people fall apart. We hurt, we get hit with the same hits they get. The difference is we are disciplined in our teaching. We're disciplined in our praying. We're disciplined in our studying. We're different. We're disciplined. And we can handle it. We take the same hits, but we can handle it. That's right. I remember uh, when my, my father passed in July and then my mother passed in uh, uh, December. And I remember some folks around me just falling apart. And I'm like, really? These people lived the 80s and were having some tough times. My mother wasn't sick. She just wanted to go. That's what she said. How can I fall apart when these are saved folks that's going into the kingdom of God? You can miss them and grieve, but you won't fall apart.
1: That's right. teach.
0: Do you understand? You see, it hits my house. You see, when that doctor came up and said, Johnny, you got cancer. A lot of folks would have gave up. I got upset and mad at, why me? Because I had a list of folks, should have had it. <laughs> right, yeah, why me? God said, why not you? I'd done everything I could. Do you, all, you all don't know the story. Let me tell you what i had done. I knew I was going to have to get surgery. And then, then they would cut you all the way down. They don't do that now. They go boom, boom, boom when they use this robot. What I'd done, because I had six weeks before I was going to get the, this operation. It was major surgery then. I trained like a boxer trained, Yes, went to the gym, so that my body would be fit and I could have a quick recovery. That's what y'all's pastor really done, right. because he understood that if I'm not fit, then I'm going to be like some of the other folks I see. So I went into the operation fit and disciplined myself and trained myself, because cancer didn't go away for me. I had to fight it. Right. And so I'm going to fight it mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And discipline myself that I can recover from this. So I could be here 22 years later, or 21 years later. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Right? God told me, I ain't healing you. Beat it. Beat it. Thank God for that. Yes, he told me, I'm not healing you. Beat it. So you can show other people how to fight.
1: That's right.
0: So you can show other people how to beat it. That's right. You can show other people how to discipline themselves that they can go through it and take the hits and come out of it and make him proud. Do you understand? All right, I have no clue where I'm at.
1: The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning with verse 24. That in a race, not all the runners run.
0: See, see, in a race, not not. A, hey, think about this. Think about This is great here. Read that again.
1: Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the
0: prize? That's how it works. I ain't never tried to do nothing to be second at. Have you? You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't. If you're going to do all that training, surely you're training to win.
1: That's
0: right. All right? The Bible says run. I didn't get very many amens. I guess I got a lot of people for second in there. Now, you know, I tell the guys in there, I said, now, it ain't but, when it comes to me looking down, ain't but second place y'all can have because I got it covered up here at first. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's right, Pastor.
0: I know people say, he is just crazy. Yes, I'm crazy about God, crazy about me, and that makes me crazy about you. All right, here all right. we go.
1: So again, the Bible says to run in such a way as to get the prize.
0: You're running to be a very spiritual, disciplined Godwoman. You're running to be a great wife. You're running to be a great mother. You're running to be a great grandmother. You're running to be, be please God. That's what this whole thing's about. Isn't that right? We're not doing this just to be doing this. We don't come in here just to be doing something. We're right. doing this because we want to become better people. That's right. Isn't that right?
1: That's right. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They goes into what? Strict training. They go
0: in to discipline themselves and train themselves, reading their bible, studying their bible, sometimes fasting, all the time praying. That's right. All right?
1: They do it as to get a crown that will that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever.
0: I'm getting eternal life out of this. You know, let me tell you something. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, my personal Lord and Savior, promising me that I have eternal life, I would not be standing here. I would be grabbing all the gusto I could because I'd only have one time around. That's right. But I'm disciplining myself and trying to be a good God man and please God for eternal life. So if something happens to me, and you all would be around to see it, you could say one thing we know about Pastor, he's good. That's why I'm doing all this. That's right. All right?
1: Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air.
0: Well, some people, you know, that's called shadow boxing. They're just, just throwing punches at anything. And they ain't hitting nothing. I said it.
1: Truth anyhow, Pastor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just, just throwing punches. Ain't hitting nothing. Or an old school say, and ain't hitting on nothing.
1: That's right. right. (laughs) But the Scripture says that I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize.
0: People need to know that the head man or head woman. It's going through something so they know that hey he's qualified to tell you you understand what i'm saying i use it again i used it last week i think his sister evelyn was in the gym working i said i'm looking at you she said no, i'm looking at you
1: that's right
0: And what she was saying to me is you the one that told us to go to the gym i'm seeing you in the gym it motivated me to go to the gym Sister Nikki seen her two or three days ago in the gym. It was good seeing you in the gym. She said, Look what you got me doing. But they're seeing me in the gym. Some of you are going to go through chemo and other things. I can tell you how to do it. I went through it. And you saw me go through it.
1: That's what it's all about. All right? One more time from the message.
0: She'll hear this, and she'll crack up. Sister Gwen and I were married 47 years Tuesday before last. Okay, She can tell you how sometimes you have to wait for God to mold the man called your husband. Y'all understand what I'm saying? a man who God had to turn into a husband. Does that make more sense? Because right. the man I married wasn't a husband. The man I married, God had to turn into a husband.
1: That's right. And you've seen it. Amen. That's good stuff, y'all. That's good
0: stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> all righty.
1: The message says that you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. And I just love it. See, Paul and I get
0: along good. Because Paul and I, we like sports. I guarantee you, Paul would have been a Green Bay Packer fan.
1: Okay,
0: okay, okay. He liked track. All right, that'll make everybody happy. All right.
1: Everyone runs. One wins.
0: Everybody runs. One wins. Are you a winner? Are you a winner? That's up to you. That ain't up to God. He's equipped you. It's up to you now. Yes, You know how them coaches tell you when they do that little talk? Win or lose is going to be determined by you. That's right. We've given you everything that you need to do. You've got to go out there and exercise that. And that's going to determine whether you become a winner or loser. If you do it right, like you've been taught, trust in your training, trust in your condition, you'll be a winner. If not, you're going to lose. Bottom line. This is what pastor is saying for you. You all come in here. You get these lessons. God has spoken to you because you prayed for me, right? And as God has spoken to you through me, you know what's going to determine? Who's got the most discipline? Where are you going to put it in your life? It's going to determine whether you win and whether you lose because God's going to tell you. I sent my prophet. He told you what to do and how to do. Did you discipline yourself? It's on you. All right. Some people. Some people are going just to heaven. What am I saying? Some people are going just to heaven.
1: That's right.
0: But they ain't gonna have nothing here. Well, I want it abundance. I'm greedy. I want abundance here, and heaven after. That's right. All right. You see, in old school, they talk about the golden streets. Sister Kim, I want some gold in my pocket here Amen. and walk the golden streets up there. Amen. That's right. Okay.
1: And the Bible says run to win. What? Run, run to
0: win. win. We are doing this to be winners. People ought to see us and know we Christians.
1: Yes. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. Hmm. You're after the one that's gold eternally.
0: You ought to train harder than most of you in here played sports or know, know about sports. You ought to train hard. I want eternal life. I'm doing this for eternal life. I want eternal life. You see?
1: I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. This is Paul talking. I'm giving it everything I've got. Now, how much
0: are you giving to God? How much are you giving to him? How much you putting in this? You ought to give it everything you got. All right?
1: No sloppy living for me. Uh-uh. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I want to stay alert
0: and in top spiritual condition. I can't miss church. I can't miss it. I can't miss my private study, and I can't miss that. I can't miss my praying and some. I can't miss my fasting because i got to be in top condition. Pastors told me there's going to be some hits, That's right. and so did Jesus. He said it, storms are coming, winds are coming, they're going to beat on you. But if you're in top condition, you can handle it. All right, last scripture.
1: The Bible finishes this by saying, I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself.
0: I ain't going to do that and miss out myself. Ain't God good? All right. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you are doing pretty good in here and fairly well doing in here? Y'all doing pretty good in here? All right. You can stand. uh, Because there's no announcements, is there? You can stand. Okay. Let me tell you something. Are you a Christian? You know... You're a Christian. You know you got some brothers and sisters that are struggling down there in Louisiana. It's Louisiana. New Orleans, excuse me, in New Orleans and Texas. We all know Texas, but New Orleans has got some stuff going. You all know y'all got some brothers and some sisters that are struggling. You love me? Sometimes you get off yourself. This ain't the time for us here. We all going home to our homes and families, but there's some people ain't got no home to go home to. All Right? So today as a, you know, can I say this? With all of the political stuff that been going on, that hurricane brought us together. You saw people didn't care what color these people were come and get up out of that water. They didn't care who was flying that helicopter, was dropping that thing down to get them. They didn't care who was bringing them a bottle of water to drink, did they? You see? So sometimes God, don't cause it, but sometimes God uses an adverse situation to bring us together as a people. And let me tell y'all something. Isaac's going to pray for us. Let me tell y'all something. When I saw them elderly people in them chairs, my heart broke. Pardon me, my heart just broke. They couldn't move, and there's nothing they could do. And I got TVs in almost every room, and big chairs and couches. It made me, it made me almost feel guilty. Well. But then I, you know, and my spirit weeped. My spirit weeped for those people. So we're going to do a prayer, a blessing for those people, from Brother Isaac down in. New Orleans, and in Texas. And we're going to do it like a family. Let's get up here and get in here together. Come on, folks. Because they're Christians, and we're Christians. And so that means that we all, y'all, this is going to walk together. It's like you're at a game or something. Just come in. We're going to take time till you get there. These are our brothers and sisters that are struggling, that don't have a thing. Right, and 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 thank God for all those people that are taking out time to help those people. That's right. We're gonna fill the hours and do what we do. And we got some people still move. And sometimes I'm gonna do this. Lord, repeat after me, Father, Father. I I repent for the times that I did not thank you for all the blessings you've given me Isaac
2: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, first of all we come thanking you for another opportunity to thank you Lord Lord, we get up every morning, Lord and and we just hop out of bed and we shower and we throw our clothes on and we hop into our car and we, we run to work or wherever we go, Lord and we get so busy about the business of living that we forget just to stop and say thank you, Lord Lord, before we even move to get out of the bed, we should say thank you because many of us know that there are many people who woke up who don't have the activity of their limbs, Lord, who aren't able to sit up and swing their legs onto the floor, Lord, who don't have a hall to walk down to a shower that they can get a clean shower, Lord, who don't have clothing that they can put on, Lord, who don't own a car, Lord who don't have a job that they can go to, Lord. Well, So Lord, first of all, we wanna say thank you, thank Lord. You. We wanna say thank you, Lord, for counting us, not so much better than anybody else, Lord, but just in a position, Lord, to say thank you, Lord. That's right. Lord, you needed some people to be an example of how to be grateful, Lord, and you chose us, and we thank you for that this That's morning, right. Lord. Lord, in this country, Lord, and in this world, we are in an an ugly state, Lord. We are in a position that we've never been in, Lord. So much hatred, Lord. So much discord, Lord. But those of us who know you and love you, Lord, we shouldn't be surprised, Lord, because you said this time was coming. You said thousands of years ago, Lord, that people would, 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 would forget who you were, Lord. But those of us, Lord, who remember and appreciate you, Lord, we are to be the salt and the light of the world, Lord. We are to show the world in the midst of the storm, you may not be able to stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. And you can learn how to deal with the waves. You can learn how to swim through it, Lord. Sometimes it's not about what we go through, Lord, but it's how we go through it, Lord. All right, all right, all right. Lord, let us always remember, Lord, that the world is watching Christians, Lord. Mm -hmm. So many of us say that the way we live our lives is nobody's business, but that's a lie, Lord. The way we live our lives is everybody's business because there is someone Mm -hmm. who's looking towards someone to show them how to get through. Because sometimes you can't get around something you have to go through, Lord. Amen. Lord, let us keep our brothers and sisters in the Gulf the Gulf Coast in our prayers, Lord. Lord, so many of those people know you and they love you. And a lot of those people, Lord, their faith is probably shaken right now. Right. And they're wondering why are they in this situation, Lord? But, Lord, it is my prayer, Lord, that those of us, Lord, who are the examples or can remind them, Lord, sometimes God chooses the people that he trusts the most to go through that to be ambassadors for him to show the other ones how to go through, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, that, that as we look down there, Lord, that we not criticize how things will are be done, being done. We don't have time to criticize FEMA. We don't have time to criticize Joel Osteen. We don't have time to criticize Donald Trump. We need to be doing our father's business, which is helping our brothers and our sisters. Because in this time of need, we are the only God that those people know. Lord. Lord, whether it's donating food, donating clothing, Lord, donating money, Lord, or just getting down on our knees, Lord, with with sincere and honest prayer for those people, Lord. It doesn't matter, Lord, Jews, Gentiles, black, white, Hispanic, Russian, Texan, Louisiana, whatever they are, Lord, Democrat, Republican, Tea Party, Independent, Lord, they are your children, Lord. And we are one big family, Lord. We've forgotten that, Lord, in these past few years, Lord. But it's time for us to have a family reunion, Lord. And get back together and get to know one another once again, Lord. Let us send, Lord, the Holy Spirit down there, Lord. And give those people hope, Lord. Give those people a vision, Lord. That it's not always going to be like this, Lord. That the waters will dry up, Lord. The waters will recede, Lord. But the important thing is, Lord, that we not forget, because Americans have such a short memory span, let's not forget the way we feel right now in this this trying time, Lord. When those waters recede, Lord, let us not all go back to our separate corners and forget that we're a family, Lord. Lord, and we know that it all starts with us. Lord, you changed the world with 12 people. We've got more people in this room than it took for you to change the whole world. So surely, Lord, there's enough love, there's enough strength, there's enough power, and there's enough trust in you in this very room, Lord, to touch each and every heart down there in the Gulf Coast, Lord, and let them know that it's going to be all right. And as we leave this place, Lord, let us always remember not only who we are, but whose we are. Oh, it's easy to remember those things when you're standing here amongst your brothers and the sisters, but in the morning, Lord, when we go to our jobs, Lord, and we hear all the foolishness and all of the complaining, Lord, and all of the comments about how things are being done in the world, Lord, sometimes listening is the same thing as agreeing. Sometimes Jesus had to turn over some tables, Lord. Let's turn over some mental tables, Lord, if we need to, and say, no, 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 we're not going to listen to this foolishness. We're not going to talk about this foolishness. What we're going to do is what God put us down here to do is to serve one another. We need to learn to get our mouths off of other people, Lord, and worry about what we're doing with ourselves, Lord. We're so closed minded and so closed off and so secure, Lord, in our churches with our, 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 our pillow pews and our carpet, Lord. You didn't ask us to be comfortable in church. You asked us to go out into the world and be uncomfortable and shake things up, Lord. And that's what we need to have the courage, the conditioning, and the commitment to do, Lord. In our families, in our neighborhoods, on our jobs, in our schools, in the world. And it starts right here, Lord. So, Lord, we do want to repent this morning, Lord. Anyone in this room who has said anything bad about anyone we repent this morning lord we ask for your forgiveness lord and we're gonna start fresh and we're gonna start new a new thought pattern a new mind a new way of thinking a new way of speaking a new way of acting and reacting lord our mouths are too busy and our bodies are too idle we need to shake that up this morning but we thank you lord We thank you, Lord, for all of the blessings you've bestowed upon us, Lord. And as the pastor said, sometimes things get a little shaken up because it needs to call us to our duty, Lord. Lord, we don't want to let you down, Lord. This is the chance for Christians to shine in this country and to show who we really are. So let us send all the love and all the prayers and all of our energy and all of the physical things that we need down to those people down there, Lord toiletries clothing whatever it is a donation ten dollars if a million people gave ten dollars what a change it would make lord so as we leave this place lord let not this feeling leave from us lord but let us take this feeling that we have right now this feeling of brotherhood and sisterhood and love and let's put it in our pocket and let's take it with us outside of this building lord and let's plant it in the world lord Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, abide, and rule with you all. And all that agreed with me said, Amen.